Hello and welcome to That's My Biz. I'm Ginger with my homegirl, Pam. Tell them, hey, Pam. What's up, y'all? And in this episode, we will be talking about customer service and pivoting. And this is going to be part three of the series Entrepreneur Slash Motherhood. We're going to wrap it on up pretty with a bow. So Pam, how are you feeling about this whole series that we've been working on? I, I'm feeling it. I like it. I feel like it speaks to both of us because we're both mothers and we're both entrepreneurs. So I've been feeling the vibe lately. How about you, girl? I'm feeling good. And these two topics, customer service and pivoting, they're vital and they're near and dear to my heart. So I'm so happy that we're closing everything out. And I really think the listeners are going to appreciate the entire series that we're opening our podcast with. I really, really do. So we'll jump right on in to customer service. Now, I know that we all can appreciate being treated well when we're spending our hard-earned money out here in the world, period. You know, whether it's your groceries, whether it's putting gas in your car or buying toiletries, you want to be treated with respect, kindness, you know, and dignity, pretty much. So when it comes to customer service, from my perspective, I feel like if you drop the ball with this one, you can definitely have a devastating effect on your brand. Because word of mouth travels so fast, especially in social media. And the cancel culture is real. People will cancel you and your brand and not blink an eye about it. So I feel like before you even start a business, you definitely should have something in place of what your idea of customer service is to you and what you want to give off to your clients. I really do. So you know, what, in your opinion, Pam, is just like a no-brainer when it comes to customer service? I think that you need to be courteous. Um, even if a customer may come in your inbox being super rude or whatever, you need to still, don't lose your cool. Like, I've seen a lot of poor messages before um, between businesses and customers where the business person has been, you know, cursing back at the customer, kind of going off and stuff like that. And it's because the customer came at them really rude. Yeah, we are humans too. Yeah, we don't like being cursed out or nothing like that. But we have to realize that we're still a business and we still have to remain, we still have to retain some kind of professionalism there. Um, I actually had the other day I had like this amazing customer service experience with this brand um I had ordered something a couple of months ago and lately it's kind of been like falling apart and I knew that that shouldn't have been happening because I haven't you know been doing anything crazy to cause any like crazy wear and tear to or anything so I simply emailed the um, email the brand. I made sure I went on their website to check their, you know, correct email address and whatnot. And I just showed them pictures and I was like, Hey, I just, you know, I got this order. I made sure to provide all the information they would need. Make sure you do that. Cause you can't just hop into somebody's emails or DMS and be like, Hey, I ordered so-and-so from you. 
and I ain't got it yet, or hey, I ordered so-and-so, but it broke. Okay, what is your order number? Who are you? Say hi, greet yourself. Like, greet me. Don't just be rude off that. So I provided my order number with them, let her know my name. And I was like, I ordered these back on this date, um, showed her pictures of it. And I was like, they just, you know, wear and tear started showing on them. I'm not really sure why. Was just looking to see if there was anything that we could do about it. Because I figured maybe they have another size and stock and they could just exchange it or something. I don't know. But I was just like, just, you know, I was just wondering. Because I know it is a small business and sometimes sales are final. Um, sometimes they don't do refunds or exchanges or anything like that. So I was just checking. That's another thing. Always check the FAQ pages on these businesses' um, websites. Because nine times out of ten, the answer that you need just might be there. So if you're looking for shipping information, if you're like, oh, I just placed an order with you two days ago, why haven't I gotten it yet? If you look on my website, you see my shipping time frame is seven to 14 business day, like stuff like that. Just do your due diligence and read first before you reach out to these brands. But I emailed her, her response back to me, amazing. 10 out of 10 made me love her brand even more. She felt bad that I received a product that was defective she issued me a refund before I even said I wanted a refund and she offered me um a discount code for her next drop as well as early access to her next drop so that I can get my product before it possibly sells out um to the general public and I just thought that was amazing because I was like you know what she didn't have to do any of that I just simply thought maybe she had you know, another one in stock and she could just exchange it out or whatever. And even if she couldn't, I was like, you know, even if there isn't anything that can be done, that's fine. Like I even let her know in the email and I was perfectly fine with it because I know how small businesses are. Sometimes we only order a certain amount of quantity and stuff. So it's not like a huge business where we just have so much inventory on hand. Um, so I just thought that was so amazing. And I feel like with smaller businesses, I always get the best customer service from them, like way better than bigger name brands. Sometimes with big brands, it takes days and weeks for me to get a reply back from them. And I can be emailing all the right channels. I could be providing all the information that they need. And sometimes they just come back with like this robotic response, like, thank you for your email. Somebody will get back to you in such and such amount of days. Like, it seems it doesn't seem personalized or anything like that but smaller businesses I feel like because nine times out of ten you're going to be speaking to whoever the owner of the business is more than likely or maybe their assistant or something they do their due diligence to research your order they see you know what the issue might be if they have something in stock a lot of times they'll you know send you out a replacement or whatever even I've done that like I've had um, somebody before where they received something and it was actually the wrong item. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot I sent you the wrong thing. You could just keep that one. I'll resend out the correct thing. No problem at all. They didn't have to pay any extra shipping or anything like that. I've had bigger businesses where I've had to pay shipping on my end for something that they did wrong. Why do I have to pay the shipping? Like that shouldn't be my issue at all. So I think that smaller businesses, I feel like they go above and beyond, but I feel like 
a lot of times that happens because people have such this negative mindset when it comes to small businesses, especially whenever it's a black owned small business. A lot of people already think, oh, well, they're not professional or, oh, they don't know what they're doing or, you know, they just think very negatively. Like I've heard so many negative stories about it. And I'm just like, y'all, smaller businesses are really where it's at. Like, that's what I shop with majority of the time. If I can get what I need for my smaller business, I shop the smaller business. <laughs> so, I mean, granted, I do still shop Amazon, all that stuff. I'm not saying I'm 100% small business um, focused, but I will shop there first before I go to a bigger name if I can get what I need from them. Because I know that one, I'm supporting somebody's dream. Two, I'm probably helping their family out in some way. Um, I don't know if maybe you've seen those stories of like, your purchase from this small loan business helped put my child through ballet classes or, you know, like I, there was like a, a, a advertisement like that a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool way to think about it. Like how you're helping that business out. Um, I just, I don't know. I just always will go up for a small loan business. That's just me personally, but their customer service does have to be there. Um, because I have also had instances where I've shopped small and ran into an issue and it took weeks for me to get any kind of reply or the reply that I got was really negative. Even if I came off really, you know, trying to be understanding and stuff to them. So, I mean, yeah, you might run into, you know, a negative issue every now and then, but you're going to also run into one with bigger name brands as well. But what's going to happen nine times out of 10, you're not going to shop for that small loan business anymore because you got a negative response from them, but you'll still go back to that bigger name brand, even if you got a negative response from them. Like, why is that? I don't get that. I've never understood that. <laughs> very, very true. And you rolled me right into a story that I kind of put to the back of my mind, but this brought it to the forefront. I had an issue where... I shipped a product to a customer who was a very frequent customer, like always shopping every time I dropped a collection. And it was an issue with the post office. And when I tell you that I did everything in my power to resolve it because I am handmade curated, just as you mentioned, I don't have like a big warehouse full of things to replace as a bigger brand would, a big box brand. But in this instance, I was like, you know, I can give your money back. I can make you something similar. And they agreed to it and they have not shopped with me since, you know? And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so unfortunate, but it's a learning lesson that sometimes things can be out of your um, realm to help or, or to fix. And it will still not go the way that you thought it would be, but Take it as a learning lesson, you know, take it as a learning curve to improve yourself, to go over and beyond. And how can you handle the situation differently for a different person, you know, or in a different scenario? And customer service does have a lot to do with problem solving. Like you must be able to do that. A lot of people are very talented. They have good eyes to curate things. They have good eyes to make things. But when it comes to the business side, they kind of drop the ball because maybe they have a different way of dealing with people, you know, when it comes to business. 
Um, if you have a hostile attitude and you want to have a small brand, you may need to either get a partner that has a better attitude and can be the face and the, the voice box of the business, or you may need to just rethink the whole thing and go work for someone. Because it's tough out here. Um, as you mentioned, people are a little bit harder on small businesses. They're skeptical. You know, they're, they're like, you are running your own company and I'm trusting you to carry through with the sale or carry through with my purchase. And the fact that the bigger box can drop the ball several times and you'll still, people will still go and spend their money with them. A lot of times, small businesses only have that one chance to show up and show out and that's it. And even having an attitude of being prompt responding to anything that is a, a problem. You know, you don't want something just sitting out there for days. Oh, I'm not going to look at that. I see that email. I'm going to let it go because if it's something big or small, even if it's small, that time can make it fester. Now it's a huge problem. Now this person is fuming. They're mad. There's nothing you can say because you took too long responding to them. So again, if you're going to wear the big girl or big guy pants to be a business owner, be prepared for anything. Be ready for, you know, the good, the bad and the indifferent. I have had some situations with small businesses where I reached out just like you mentioned and I had a very, um, I was very level-headed, you know, my response was very uh, sincere and I would consider sweet and they just weren't hearing it. They were upset. They were mad. They wanted a refund. They were going to tell people. And I was just, oh my gosh, this is like early on into me starting my brand. And it really shook me up, but it also made me feel that I can't just expect everybody to be the same way. You know, you're going to have different customers with different attitudes. Some people, you know, they spend money and they don't, after they spend it, they have that buyer's remorse. They want their money back. They wanted your product, but now they're like, eh, I could have used that $30 or that $50. So you have to be prepared for all types of situations when you decide to start a brand. There was a situation with another young lady where I never received my product, never. And she offered to replace it with something that she considered equivalent. I didn't. And we just never got it resolved. She has my money. I don't have my product. And for me, even though I probably could have taken it beyond that, because I did use PayPal. And with PayPal, you know, they have your back and you can. And I wanted that to be a learning lesson for me. And I vowed to not deal with my customers that way, to not handle them in that way. And I will say she's no longer in business. I wish her the best, but maybe that particular attitude, the way that she handled the situation with me, because what I saw on social media, she did that with other people was probably the downfall, you know? So I just say, make sure that that is just as on point as your product as your service. The customer service has to be, you know, high. It really does. I agree. And I actually, I know you mentioned, um, you know, maybe you might not have the attitude to reply to people um, the way that needs to be replied to, like customer service might not be your strong suit. I actually know somebody who customer service is not her strong suit. And she's very aware of that. She knows that she would like 
pop off on people. She has an assistant who answers her emails for her because she knows that she will more than likely take something the wrong way and go off versus being professional. So she outsourced and she has an assistant to help her with that. And it's actually one of her friends, but sometimes you have to do that. Like sometimes you have to know what your strong suit is and where your weakness is and outsource if need be. Um, I think another thing that would kind of help keep the customer in a realistic time frame is um, to have an automated email that may bounce back out to people. So whenever you receive an email to your customer service box or whatever, have a reply message that comes out that says, thank you so much for your reply. Somebody will be back to you within whatever your time frame is. Because some customers thinking that all we do is eat, sleep, and breathe this business so that we're at our phones 24 seven. That's not the case. I have a life just like you do. So you have to set those boundaries and set those realistic goals to let them know like, okay, I'll get a response back in one to two business days or whatever. And sometimes you got to break down what a business day is because some people think even the weekend and a holiday and stuff is a business day. No, no, no. A business day is Monday through Friday or whatever business hours you have set for yourself. And that's what it is. So I think even taking that one extra little step and that's something that's so easy to set up and it'll automatically send on its own. It's nothing that you have to do because it's an automated message. You probably set it up one time and then it's done with. And I, I think that's really good. I actually have somebody, a client of mine that I work with, um, anytime that I send her an email, she has like basically like opened hours, which would relate to her business hours. So anytime you reply to her within those hours, you don't get a message back. But anytime outside of those hours, if you send her an email, you get a bounce back that says um, something along the way of like, thank you for reaching out to me. Um, currently, you know, um, away or something, something of that nature. But she was like, but I will get right back to you during my working hours. And she has her working hours listed. And that's something really nice to see, like, okay. And, and sometimes I get a reply back from her, like, right away, because she might see the email pop up or whatever, and she might still respond. But it still sets a realistic goal for me to know, okay, I emailed her at this time, but she might not reply back until the next day or until this set of hours, because that's whenever she's checking her emails. That's whenever she is working. I can respect that. Um so I think that's also something to add into your customer service. Um, if you have a website, like I said earlier, have an FAQ page. And on that FAQ page, you can have so many of the general questions that people may ask you already up there. So you can already have your shipping guidelines up there. You can have, if you have refund guidelines or whatever, you can have that listed up there. If you, you know, have a customer service email, you can have that listed there and you can even set in the FAQs like customer services available from so-and-so to so-and-so days. You can email here, um, expect a reply back in X, Y, and Z amount of time. Have that stuff listed. And if you need to remind your customers that you have that FAQ page, 
then you can always make a post on your social media sites and just remind them, hey, you know, if you guys have any generalized questions, you can always find the answer here. If you cannot find the answer here, then please feel free to email me here. Super simple. And it doesn't come off as rude. It shows that you are professional, that you are a business and you are about handling your business. Um, If you, I'm pretty sure that y'all have worked a nine to five sometime in your life, whether it's been at a restaurant or um, clothing business or whatever, use those tips that they told you at your training for your business. So if you ever worked in a call center doing customer service, take some of that knowledge that you implemented there, put it into your business. You might remix it a little bit to kind of match your business tone, but utilize that stuff. Like I didn't realize it until somebody told me the other day, I work in logistics and they were like, Pam, you have all this logistics knowledge. Use that in your business. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. And I'm already pretty, pretty good when it comes to like my customer service and how my business flows and stuff like that. But there's some stuff that I know from my nine to five that I can always implement into my business to make it even better. So use those tips, use those training um, features that you may have gotten from your supervisor or whatever. Use all of it. Anything that will fit, use it. That's free knowledge right there, you know? It is. And if you need a refreshing course, Google, go to Pinterest. There are so many blog entries and things of that nature that you can just definitely refresh yourself on so that your customer service will be up to par and you will be able to handle each situation as it comes. However, along with customer service, running a business and all those things, you being a business owner have a life, as you mentioned, Pam. And in that, you often have to pivot which rolls into our next and last topic in this series. Pivoting is so important because a lot of times when you're working from home and building your brand at the same place where you lay your head and raise your family, it can get a little chaotic. And sometimes, especially when you're that ambitious business owner, you get a little carried away and sometimes you don't schedule yourself right where you need to cut off from doing work and be with the family and make dinner and take time out for yourself and rest, which is so vital and so important to life period. So some of the things that will definitely always play a role in both Pam and I's life is our kids, our family, our our spouses. They will always have different needs, different things that need attention that will sometimes mean that we can't work on things that we may want to work on. I know for me, creating is my high. I love creating. It's so therapeutic for me. I put so much love and passion in it and it's it's such an outlet. And when I have to stop, sometimes I'm not happy about that. I'm not, but I am a mother. I am a wife and I have to make sure that I show up for them, that I'm able to be a part, not even just to do things, not even just to help make dinner and things like that, just to be a part of their lives, to watch a movie with, to read a book to, to see what TikTok they're doing this week. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you work at the same place where you raise a family 
that fine line of when to cut off, when to say, okay, closing my laptop down, not answering any emails. When do you just say, hey, it has to happen right now? No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's tough. It's so tough for me. I am a low-key workaholic. Um, I like to be busy. Um, and it's, it's funny because just the other um, week, it was my birthday. And I took two days off of work from my nine to five. Um, I had so many people who sent me DMs. And they were like, I love the fact that you didn't do any work. It was so beautiful to see you do nothing. And I was like, really y'all? Do I work that much that y'all are like noticing when I don't work and you guys are happy that I'm doing this? Like, oh my God. So it's something that I'm actually, I'm still working on trying to shut it off because like you said, I work from home um, ever since COVID hit. My nine to five has allowed me to bring my, you know, work home. So I have my desk set up with my work computer and my monitor. And then I have my own computer where I do my own work and I have like all my heat press and all that stuff here. So I'm surrounded by everything that I need to work. And there's always something that's popping up that needs to be worked on. But sometimes I have to realize like, okay, Pam, your family, like cool. It's like, it's all cool and everything that you're working and you're making your money and everything, but your family, like what memories are you making with them? What time are you spending with them? And whenever it came to a point where I was like realizing that I wasn't doing a whole lot with my family, I was like, yeah, I gotta, gotta kind of chill. Like something's gotta kind of cut off there. So I've gotten a little bit better as of probably the past couple of months with my nine to five, I've been trying my hardest to stop at five and shutting that computer down. Every now and then I do have to hop on and do something if it's like end of month or something like that. Um, I, you know, will be like, hey, you guys, you know, it's end of month time or hey, you guys, you know, I got to get this report out. I'm going to be working a little bit extra, but I make sure that I let them know I'm going to be working a little bit extra or I at least check and see, do we have anything going on tonight or whatever before I start working on this? Um, when it comes to my business, I'm pretty good at cutting that on and off because in the beginning of No Pressure, I used to be so fixated on being quick like Amazon um, because I love Amazon. I love getting my packages really quickly because I'm the type of person who likes instant gratification. And as soon as I spend my money, I want my package now. And I know that's not gonna happen, but I want my stuff now. <laughs> so I tried my hardest to be that way for my customers. As soon as I would see an order come through, I was getting it out. That's how I was in the very beginning of no pressure. Um, but now I've kind of laxed up on that a little bit. I now have like two or three days where I will spend um, putting orders together and shipping them out um, versus doing an order every single day. And I've even made note of that on my website and on social media. And I've let people know, you know, shipping timeframe is this so that nobody's expecting their stuff the next day. Now, sometimes I do still get an order out fairly quickly, but it's because I have nothing else going on in my household. 
um, or it's because somebody placed an order on the day that happens to be a shipping day for me. So of course they're gonna get the order out quickly. Um, but I've set that rule for myself. So one, I don't feel overworked and I don't get bored and tired of my business because I know like, I know for me, anytime that I start to feel overworked in anything, I'll get really tired of it. And I'll be like, huh, you can go. And I don't want to get like that with my business because I truly love it. I truly believe in it. I believe in my brand. I love it. And I get so much great input from it. I don't want to ever get to that point of being tired of it. So I had to take a step back and kind of cut back the timing that I spend on it. And now I spend that time either with my family or even by myself. Like if I need to just sit and if I just want to sit and listen to music or sit and watch something on Netflix, I'll do that versus fulfilling an order or doing something for my nine to five because I deserve that time to myself to relax and recoup and rejuvenate myself. Because if you burn yourself out, you're no good to anybody. If you burn yourself out, you're not going to be making none of your custom jewelry for anybody because you're going to be like... I'm over this. I'm, I'm not about to put together nothing. You want me to do what with what? <laughs> no. So you have to learn to take those breaks, which is something that I've been implementing more. And I actually, um, I've been putting it in my planner. I'll plan my rest time. And I know that might sound silly, but I'm such a schedule type of person. So I know if I don't put rest in there, I'm gonna keep going like the Energizer Bunny. I'm not gonna stop. So I have to put that in there so that I can see, okay, Pam, you need to rest. You need to take a break. It's kind of like a reminder to me if I don't already remember to pause, I see it and I'm like, okay, take a break. Just a breather, girl. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm the same way. There has been moments where my body actually made me stop. A couple of weeks ago, I was sick and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't mentally think. I could only think about getting myself well, you know? And it was just like, my body was just tired. And in that, it seemed like as I started to start feeling like myself again and recuperating, all my creativity started coming back, different ideas and things. And I think prior to me being sick, I was on the verge of burning out. I wasn't to me, creating my best and not definitely not ready for a new collection. So if you don't schedule the time or take the time, your body will take the time for you. So it's extremely important to pay attention. And like you said, I think I'm going to take that um, as a no, because I do schedule things like to have fun and to do things with the family and my husband specifically, but I, sometimes you just need to do nothing. You know, you need to just rest. Like you said, listen to music, read a book, go to sleep. You know, that's the hardest thing for me ever is to take naps in the middle of the day. But you know what? Shout out to kindergarten because <laughs> they had the right concept. And I really think we, our bodies need it. And I think when you rest, you come back rejuvenated and just ready for whatever, you know, whatever you have on your plate, or at least you should be. So I even took a break from social media. I found myself being a little overwhelmed, you know, 
we can say as much as we want that we're not influenced, but then why would they even have influencers if that wasn't a, a high key impact of social media? You know, I may see someone, it makes me feel like I should be going harder when actually I'm doing the best that I can or what I'm supposed to be doing. And you have to pull back. You have to put the brakes on that. And I really think people don't pay attention to how much they consume and how much that they probably shouldn't be consuming. Because then sometimes your brand may start looking like someone else's brand, you know, and not individually like your own. So I definitely believe in pivoting and even pivoting in your brand when things aren't working. You know, a lot of brands show only the good side. Even with the behind the scenes, it's kind of curated, you know? Uh, we know this now, but you have to understand that everything doesn't work. People fail every day out here in these branding streets and you have to be prepared to change. You may have to change who you ship with. Maybe USPS isn't working. Maybe you need to go to FedEx or UPS, you know? Maybe your labels, you need to upgrade it and get, what was that machine again? The Rolo machine? Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to get a Rolo machine. That copy printer is not working no more, sis, you know? So it's all about not being afraid to say, hey, I'm one person and that doesn't mean that everything that I do currently will always work in every aspect of my, my brand and my business. So be ready to, just like with a company, if the company decides to change management and they decide to cut hours, you have to pivot. You have to figure out how you're going to make whatever is now cut work for you and your family. You know, if the hours change, hey, you, you've gone from nine to five to now 11 to seven, you have to, you know, figure out how you're going to fit your life into it or it around your life. So I think as a brand, when you realize that pivoting in business is no different than pivoting in life, you'll be ahead of the game. I really do. I, do you have anything else you want to add on to pivoting? Um, just kind of like what you were saying, I think, and I feel like I said this on part one of the episode, but if you're looking to start a business um, and you think that you have to have it perfect right out the gate, no, just start. You can always pivot later if you need to change your brand, if, not your brand, if you need to change your logo, if you need to change, you know, your fonts or whatever, you can always do that later on. Like, I think, who is it that recently changed? The other day I was out and about and I drove past a Moe's um, restaurant and I was like, oh, that sign is completely different from what they had before. They done changed their whole logo up. The colors look different. The font's different. They pivoted. I don't know why, but they changed it. And they've been in business for years. You can always change things along the way. You don't got to be perfect throughout the gate. Just like the other week, um, a couple of weeks ago, whenever we were trying to do our first episode, we had to pivot because my little girl was just being a bit too extra that day and we just could not record. Sometimes things just pop up and you're unable to do something. And I was just like, Ginger, I don't, I don't think that it's gonna be happening today. Like, it's just, it's not possible. I'm trying, trying to get her down. She putting up a fight. It's just, it ain't working today. 
So we got together and we were like, you know what? Cool. We'll see when our schedules work and we'll reschedule. It's so simple, you guys. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. There's always going to be some kind of bump in the road. Something's going to pop up. It's just inevitable. And instead of letting that one little thing get you down, rethink the whole situation and figure out how you can pivot to make it work for you. There's always some workaround. And so I think that's what y'all um, should really take from this is to just know that there's always a way to make things happen. You just have to kind of take a step back and reassess the situation and pivot. What do you think about that? I think you summed it up perfectly. I really do. And I, I want to just thank you all for tuning in. I really, really hope that you got something from this series. And please let us know how you felt about this, because I think series are full of gems. And it's definitely something that can help that aspiring brand entrepreneur, mother, or anyone out there that's thinking about starting a business. And um, don't forget to go over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us when you get a chance. And if you want to keep the conversation going or it's something that you just find vital and you need to talk to us about, email us. We'll have all of that information in the show notes. And don't forget, you can DM us on Instagram at that's my biz pod. That's right. Y'all can always DM us. Y'all can send us an email. The email is the same as our Instagram page. It's that's my biz pod at gmail.com. Instagram, that's my biz pod. So you can hit us up on either of those sources. Um, like Ginger said, make sure that you do leave us a rate and review. Make sure that you like, subscribe, favorite our podcast so that you never miss a new episode so that you always get those alerts when we drop a new episode every Tuesday. We got y'all. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, now, before we go, Ginger, I know we love our music. We love our tunes, girl. What you been listening to? Well, I'm a little late to the, is it Giveon? I'm a little late to the party. But when I tell you, I think he came up in my Apple Music um, search. And I put it on, and I just love a manly sounding voice. Nothing against falsetto, but something about that manly sounding voice singing those sweet love songs that just, ah, it takes my breath away. So yeah, I'm on a Gibby on kick right now, and I'm not ashamed. And yes, I'm late to the party, but I'm here. You here, girl. And girl, I love him. Love. But lately, I have been um, actually... This Shay, the woman that I shouted out on our very first episode of Paper Standards, the owner of Paper Standards, she actually DM'd me a couple of weeks ago and she was like, hey, I came across this. I just really felt it on my heart to share it with you. And she sent me this album by Tony Jones and it's Affirmations for the Grown Ass Woman. When I tell y'all, this is like my Sunday playlist I listen to it almost every Sunday to kind of get my week going it's very motivating like it just really lets me know okay yeah I'm that girl I got this yeah and nothing can stop me I'm on my way like it's very affirming and I just love it and it kind of sounds like um kind of like a spoken word because it's not like she's just sitting there reading to you like 
there's music that goes along with each track. So it's like she's flowing along with the music that's playing and oh, I love it. I love it. So that's what I've been listening to lately. Every single Sunday I listen to it and sometimes I need a little affirmation reminder in the middle of the week. So I turn that on as like a little bit of extra motivation for me. And again, it's Affirmations for the Grown-Ass Woman by Tony Jones. And y'all definitely should check that out for sure. Well, until next time, we want to thank you all for tuning in with us. And we will be back on next Tuesday with a new episode. Talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. You know those national sports shows that only talk about the big national teams and never give your local Carolina teams or players any coverage? Yeah, we're not one of those. The all-new Carolina Sports Talk is your home for your favorite local sports news. Hosted by yours truly, Big Cliff, let's talk about the latest events in sports each week directly in the heart of the Carolinas. Check us out as a part of Crux Media, located wherever podcasts are available.